Hey friends, welcome back to Beam Voice. Today I have the pleasure to talk with Sindre Gunnarsson, who is the Chief Digital Officer and BDC Manager at Xpro AS, a company in Norway. Hi Sindre, how are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well. Thank yeah. you. It's really nice to talk to you. And before we dive deep into the presentation you put together, please tell me what are you doing in your new job? Because last time when we spoke, you were working in another place and now you got this very fancy and interesting title. So I'm really curious what you do in your daily job. Thank you. My title is uh, Chief Digital Officer or uh, Virtual Design and Construction Project Manager. That's a mouthful. But uh, <laughs> in that uh, position, I have uh, the privilege of being uh, some kind of digital uh, mentor and guide in how to uh, both uh, implement uh, virtual design and construction in all the tools that are in that uh, segment. We have metrics, we have integrated concurrent engineering, PPM, we have BIM. So it's a it's a massive and big, uh, big picture that we work in. And we try to implement those into the projects that we are facilitating. So Expo is working with the project management in the early stages and also project development. So uh, we are some kind of way that the facilitators of how our project can be digital. So in my earlier positions, when I was a general contractor and also worked in the owner's perspective, my main challenge was how to get into the value chain and make the demands and how they ask for digital projects, not mm -hmm. drawings. And so, so how to change the processes. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the main goal that I am working with now. And uh, that is very challenging and uh, super excited. Yeah, that sounds very, very exciting indeed. But you said that before you worked for contractors or owners, but right now, who are your clients? Are you working still with uh, owners or are you working with other kind of stakeholders? I'm working with all kinds of stakeholders. It's all uh, from the private uh, part, mostly smaller ones, not the bigger ones, but the smaller ones because we are in uh, Molde and that's not the biggest city in, in Norway. And uh, also working with the official or the governmental owners and there it's one project that i've been uh, working with is uh, the opera house and uh, the culture house in Kristiansund. and uh, we have uh, many big governmental projects in our region that i try to facilitate and make uh, more digital that sounds very good very very interesting cool now let's get to the topic of today and i can already read on your screen share scrum intact in construction project what is this it's not a new knowledge i can tell my story in this and how did I implement it and I tried to work on a project where we we're trying to build some uh, apartments in Molde and I came over some information about uh, tact and how to you can just repeat and try to train so you have a tact wagon that just drives through the project and uh, then uh, you can stabilize the production management and you can repeat and evolve so you can be better on the next department and the next department so you can increase the efficiency a lot so i tried that but that was some kind of some self-learning you try to follow some youtube videos and that was in 2014 so that was very uh, premature but i've tried to implement that with last planner system and all kinds of things 
And suddenly I came over a great person, a great, a big mentor in uh, our industry. That's um, Jason Schroeder in USA. He works in Elevate Construction and uh, also Spencer Easton. I came over them in LinkedIn and wow, these guys, they know it. They have, they have solved a big problem. They have made logistics one part of how can we solve projects in a, a good way. So I uh, contacted them and I tried to get them to Norway. But uh, then we have the COVID, so uh, we didn't get them to Norway. So we created the first virtual bootcamp within tech production system for a group of uh, general contractors here in Molde last Easter. And that was so uh, spectacular because everybody so ah, finally, <laughs> this is a system we needed. <laughs> we have to start with the critical path method and try to stabilize with tech. And uh, we have three or four general contractors in Molde that was with us on that bootcamp. And uh, they have scaled big time from that because they have implemented it in, in several projects. And they wow. are So it's working. Well. It's not just uh, run on a pilot project. Now they are using in production on their projects. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And the main part is not tact doesn't solve anything, but they show the problem. And that's the main problem with critical path method as the Gantt diagrams and Microsoft projects and all that crap. You don't show the problems. They aren't visual. But by creating tact, you stabilize the project and create a pattern. So immediately when the pattern is broken, everybody can see it. And that's the main part we are trying to solve is how can we see when it's a problem and then react immediately, not just push it forward and say, ah, it's going to solve, uh, solve itself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was the main thing. And when we started, they suddenly saw that, ah, this is a domain that we have to create knowledge and experience and we try to test it. And we have to implement 5S from Lean, how we can improve the production. And so they suddenly get very much involved in how to get better within the production system. So that was uh, mind-blowing for me and several general contractors here in Mulder. It is for me as well. And I'm very happy to hear that this is actually used. So I might myself try to use it in my next job. So very nice to learn uh, more <laughs> about this. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, so that was the start with tech. And within that sphere, when we started talking to Jason Schroeder, and also we connected to Lean Communications with Björn Ungersnes in Oslo. And he was super excited about what we were going on. And he connected us with Niklas Mudig, who wrote the This is Lean, the book, and has also developed Operation Excellence. So we created some kind of a small community of people that try to implement tech and create flow in the projects. And in that sphere, a guy known uh, Felipe Engineer Manriquez also came up and he was, I would call him the father of Scrum in our industry. And he is working as a facilitator for uh, Lean and all those cars in a big uh, general contractor in USA. But his main goal is to try to create agile and transparent processes and also using tact but used scrum that was implemented in the software development in the 90s and that was also some kind of eureka moment because i have tried to use tact and last planner in design and try to stabilize and get goal oriented in the design but it always changes and that change is very complex to handle in a design especially when you're a project manager 
So you have to accept that change is coming and it's it's constant almost. And the way Scrum solves that is creating agile processes by doing everything transparent. It's all visual. So the people can be goal oriented. The goals are very visual. We can change and adapt very fast. And we try to design small increments that we have to solve, not the big increments that is the construction and the concrete of the building that's going to take three or four months, but Mm -hmm. small, small parts that we can control, show and review and get feedback on and then adapt. So that was also, ah, that's the agility and how to adapt to change. That was also one eureka moment when I heard about Scrum. So we get uh, Felipe Manriquez to host a Scrum Master course for us in uh, Norway here in January now. And we got, in fact, uh, 16 Scrum Masters in Norway in our industry right now. So I hope uh, a lot of them are implementing it uh, in the project, but I haven't uh, heard of them, but I have tried it. I've implemented in the same project when we reduced tact and uh, then I saw how straight on go we could work and that was absolutely- Do you have a slide in the presentation where you can see that visualization you said about that scrum and tact are easy to understand because you see that visual representation? Yeah, as you see uh, a small picture now it's a tech plan. Yes. And a tech plan is uh, everything is broken down. Each operation is broken down into a tact. And a tact is uh, three days, two days, one day, five days. But the tact is going to be in a rhythm. And the rhythm is going to repeat itself by flowing through the building. Mm-hmm. And all those you can see here, those uh, colors represent a work that need to be done. And in that color or that wagon, we call it, then it's materials needed. We have people that uh, is needed to do it. Mm-hmm. We also have space around it. So the input has to be in order. The people that should finish before is finished and everything has to be clean and yeah, so on. So when you create that stability in your project early in the stage, you know which week are we going to plan to get in, especially one main part. And then you can try to redirect this backward to see when will we need to order that? And not when do we have to have the drawings ready? And when do we have to have the decisions ready? So you stabilize the production by creating this tact plan. So not everything changes everything all the time. So, yeah. so you have the stability and you work around that. And that stability you uh, use to create and back up your Scrum processes. So let's say the Scrum, the visualization of a Scrum board is so easy that we can, this is a Scrum board. Okay. And here you can see a backlog. This yeah. is a to-do list. If you have used Trello or Miro yeah. yeah, yeah. or so, yeah. This is a to-do list. And the backlog here we have in the region now, but we have Kaizen. We are going to each week going to improve ourselves. So Kaizen is the focus. So this board is the place you work on as a team or as a group or something. Mm-hmm. So all those gray boxes here are represented by stories that we're going to try to solve problems, goals or something. And here is one part building a method and also a tact plan is one of the goals we have to develop. Mm-hmm. And we tr- when we as a team draw these goals and say, we're going to solve these goals in this week, we're going to work. Then we sprint plan on, let's say Monday, we use an hour to that. And then we go through each goals we have said we are going to solve. And then what do we have to do this week 
to create and solve this goal. And then everybody signs up and say, I have to have a meeting and coordinate with, and all are making those arrangements and actions by themselves. And then when we're finished with the planning, you do a daily scrum each day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and you draw each of those actions from to do to done and then it's the visualization you hear you communicate where are we stopping why are we stopping how can we prioritize change the priority of what is important and what is not important and then we have this visual way of working and communicating week and sprint and sprint so it's a very soon flexible and agile way to work so it's not more complex than this is a to-do board it's a to-do list yeah, like a, big, Kanban, like a yeah, Kanban. Yeah, it's a Kanban. Yeah, Kanban is also, you can use Kanban, you can use Scrum. So it's a lot of tools you can use mm -hmm. to solve uh, this agility. Mm -hmm. Is only leadership involved in this or to what degree to the level of the teams are you going? Who are getting into this meeting? Who is participating here? It's everyone, including the workers, or it's a higher level? This is in uh, the design. So this is in uh, the, the design people, that uh, the architect and uh, the concrete designer and all of those. But if you have a big project, let's say a hospital, then you have to solve the project in groups. You have to organize and you don't want teams bigger than seven, most five, five people. Mm -hmm. because the communication channels are so complex when you increase the amount of people. Mm -hmm. So you have to organize and then you have to, this is what's called Scrum at Scrum. Uh, <laughs> scrum of Scrums and Scrums, a bigger part of Scrum. Uh -huh. And uh, then you have to have the organization. Who teams should solve each part of the problem, let's say, building one, building two, or building three. This is uh, team one, team two, team three. So you have to organize it better so it, teams aren't big. So meetings with 20 people uh, should be allowed. So meetings with five, seven people, that's max. Yeah, much more effective. Uh, yeah. Everyone can come uh, with input and everything and uh, yeah, yeah uh, being more active in the meeting. Yeah. It's uh, otherwise just everybody just uh, relaxing <laughs> or uh, sleeping <laughs> behind, right? It's very difficult to focus also, uh, yeah. to keep the focus uh, on going on these kind of meetings. I, yeah, I can uh, confess that. And all of those meetings, they have so different priorities because yeah. if you try to pull in 20 people, then you have 20 incentives and directions possible direction they can go. So how do you manage that? That's incredibly hard. So mm -hmm. if you just sort it down and say five people, we can manage mm -hmm. because everybody can be heard and seen and everything. Yeah, so it's uh, logical, I think. It makes sense. It is the agile approach. Yeah, we are talking about, right? Yeah, but the, the main challenge is uh, creating the increments and uh, say that what is important and what is not important. And that is the challenge we have by implementing Scrum or any method in the design. What is important and what do we have to develop in the design? So Scrum doesn't solve that. Everything is important, but I yeah. think there are more important things, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So I just have to recommend that because I came over a book, it's an old book, but uh, John Doerr has written a book that's called Measure What Matters. And uh, that book is uh, storytelling how you try to create goal-oriented organizations and create that agility by goal-oriented. They call it object key results. And that was the method Intel used when they scaled in the 70s. And, mm -hmm. and Google implemented it and use it all the time. So 
that book, everybody in the industry needs to read that. Okay. Measure what matters. I will do my duty and I'll leave a link in the description of this video. So thank you for recommending Good. that. And I will, I will read it myself. <laughs> now I have another question because you are curious. You are like me. You are very curious. You are always looking for new things, interesting, better things to learn, to research, right? You learn this and then you go in a place where you are the only one, the crazy guy with these ideas, with this new system that wants to revolutionize everything, right? Mm. How do you get the other people on board? What are the challenges? Challenges is that uh, you don't have an example or a product to show it. So you have to sell it in. You have to sell the belief. You have to sell the excitement. You have to sell the dream. If we could solve this in another way. So that's the challenge because I haven't solved it and I know that I will fail when I test a lot of these things. When I implemented Scrum in a big project that I was working on, I implemented Scrum simultaneously as I read the book. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so yeah. you know that I'm going to fail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but now it depends what fail means to you. Yeah. Because for some learning. people, fail means that I failed. I will go and don't do anything about that in my life. But I don't think you are that kind of person. No. So I <laughs> accept that failing is a big part of what I'm doing, but... Of the process, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I... I've accepted that I have also have to scale the risk by failing into a smaller part. Yeah. So I have to use startup methodology by saying that I have to create minimum viable products and yeah. prototypes and small kind of mock-ups before I implement it on a big project. Because uh, if I just came into a room with 20 people and say, we're going to use Scrum and Tact and BIM and we have to... <laughs> You cannot finance that. That's going to bankrupt the project. Yeah, it's yeah. not happening. It's not happening. You have to you have to create those uh, triumphs, those wins, and just build small wins. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And that creates the energy, and that creates the enthusiasm, and mm -hmm. that creates the ability to learn. I think. Okay, so you are not telling me that you implemented this and built many projects with this. It's still testing. You're just scratching the surface, and you have a lot of belief in uh, in this approach. And you have other people around you that are also enthusiastic about this. Yeah, it's a definitely work in progress. And uh, one thing I've started with is, is talking to the academies. And uh, in Molde, we have a logistical university. So I've tried to talk with them and uh, we're discussing how we can create some kind of academic platform or something regarding to this. So it's not just me telling uh, big stories about... Uh, <laughs> we have to get some research on this and it's nothing new. It's just uh, in an industry that's unknown for us. It's the yeah. IT industry. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's used with a very, very good success in uh, yeah. IT, definitely. Yeah. So if it works there, we have processes. We might have more different, but uh, it should be, to some degree, be applicable. And of course, they need to be adjusted for yeah. our use. Definitely. But uh, if it works somewhere, it might work for us, you know. Yeah. But now we need to have more people that are willing to take the risk, like you are doing. Like you are heading towards the wall with your head right now. Yeah, also we need some enthusiasm. We need some, why? Let's test it out. Let's create some fun, get some excitement and a little bit of a fear that what if we fail? That creates some kind of crazy mindset <laughs> that we have to solve because we can't just flip the page and create something we already know and we do that all the time but because we aren't going to evolve from that 
Mm-hmm. And that uh, starts with uh, the people like us, Petro, and uh, also maybe the owners that uh, try to solve uh, attainable goals. And all you have new problems, then you have new goals, and then you have to have new methods and new processes and new tools. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Who? Would you recommend this course for? You said everyone, but maybe there are some key stakeholders that should be more inclined or they should really make a priority out of this and at least try to have a look at it and see if it might worth investing in it. If we're talking about Scrum and TACT, I will say TACT is uh, all the general contractors, definitely, because they are the ones that are building and they are the creating the logistics at a site and our project. So they need to own Tact. They are have to be superheroes within Tact. And uh, Scrum is more a way of doing. If you talk to a software engineer, he probably don't know what Scrum is, but he just does it. So I think there we have to have those early adapters that uh, wants change and sees that I can't work like this. I have to create some kind of agile platform that resource people that are very highly competent mm-hmm. can plan and adapt by themselves and not by me telling them to do that mm-hmm. then in that scrum i think uh, those crazy guys or women that uh, once change i definitely will recommend going on scrum course so yeah. it's just contacting felipe on linkedin or spencer easton on linkedin or jason schroeder and anything they are phenomenal people they are so uh, good people so they will give you a lot of recommendations of where to go okay i see so i wanted to follow up with this question actually what resources would there be where should uh, everyone start you said that uh, these uh, guys you mentioned could be a right place to start yeah because they have experience in our industry would you say that that means a lot compared to other people that there might be uh, scrum masters but uh, in IT only yeah we have to have those people that try to combine the topics because as i said scrum doesn't solve anything and tech doesn't solve anything but in scrum it's how do you create the increments or the parts of the product that you're trying to design because scrum is a tool for creating products mm-hmm. so you have to divide a building project and the design and the processes into smaller increments and small parts that you can solve in a week. And the way to do that, you have to have a building's head. You have to, how can we sort those pieces out? Where do we start? And therefore you scrum, uh, that's just a method. So you, I will recommend that you go to the people that are working in the industry and try to implement scrum. Yeah, I see. Are there any courses regarding this? or workshops on any platforms or you just need to get in contact and see what you get from there. Tact you can just go on YouTube, Lean Tact, or you can book a Tact course with the Lean Communications or mm-hmm. that's a very good way to do that. So that's already available. Mm-hmm. And with Scrum, you have to sign up with Felipe that holds the Scrum Incorporates Scrum Master courses for mm-hmm. the architectural and engineering construction industry. So okay. they are so certified courses so you get the certification for doing those courses mm-hmm. so after uh, all these people took this did you talk about a future course like this in norway or something like that is there any plans for this yeah the tech is lean communications they are working on that and uh, also scrum but as i said scrum it's a little early i think yeah. so we have to uh, those who 
especially need those agility and try to solve a problem, I will recommend doing that. And then we can just, they aren't in Norway because we held the first course in Norway now in January. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Felipe, did you agree verbally at least? Will Felipe hold yeah. any other courses in the future or something like that? Yeah. So he just put up a window and we signed up and then he held the course virtually from, from USA. Yeah. So there is a chance that I'm asking, I might be interested to do it, to take yeah. it, right? So maybe I need to find a group of people that are interested and... You can sign on a course. He hosts course each month or... So you can just sign up a course. I don't need necessarily a specific group of people. No. I can just join by myself on this yeah. course. Yeah. Can you say anything about the price? It is very expensive or... No, I think it's not expensive because it holds... We took it over four days since it's a time difference from Norway to USA. Yeah. So we broke it up to three or four sessions with three hours each. Yeah. So uh, I don't dare to say anything about the price because I didn't remember, it, but but it wasn't wasn't mind-blowing and expensive. No. Okay. It was not like a Tony Robbins course. No, like no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. Now I will go back to tech and I have two questions about this and I think you need to catch the train. So be quick. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any softwares that can facilitate using this approach? Yes, several but they are in the early stage. Jason Schroeder has developed and tried one software solutions with, uh, I think it's in cooperation with BMW in Germany, mm -hmm. uh, some guys from that. And also we have Vieni in Savanger as a Norwegian software platform. They uh -huh. are also trying to solve this with the solution integrated project, IPG, they're calling that system, I think. Uh -huh. Life at Sight. Life at Sight is that system, yeah. Okay. So uh, if you contact them, they are Norwegian and software developers for that tech system. And if not, that solves your problem. Contact Jason. And the, the most part of tact is trying to solve it and learn it by using Excel. Because if you're using Excel, you have to focus on what's important. Mm -hmm. and uh, not try to um, hide yourself. Yeah, hide so you can use Excel as well, yeah. or maybe yeah. maybe something like Miro or Notion or other platforms as well that are not built with this in mind, right? Yes. Also, I could send you that because Jason has created a phenomenal text. If I just show you that. Template uh, or something. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is a template. Open this is daunting. Everybody. This will scare a lot of people. I don't know if this was wise to show it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's sharing everything. So you can have his template of Excel. This is the mind map for tech. Mm -hmm. So if you are a nerdy tech people like me and I'm sitting with one problem, you can use this mind map and try yeah. to find resources mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. So I don't use this every day, but it's an example of we have a community that shares a lot of knowledge and information about this uh, tech system yeah. and just dive into this. And as I said, dare to fail, dare to mm -hmm. fail on your journey. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's something I really embrace as well. The last question, tact again. You said that it's very good for contractors. Would you say that is the best approach, the most effective approach that you ever tried compared to anything else, any other approach for planning? Yeah, most definitely. And the main goal and success that I have was that I set in the early stages of the project and created the macro plan of attack. So mm -hmm. I created the conditions for success within tact from the early stage. And then when I got in dialogue with the general contractor who also had a tech course, they could just mature that tech plan and create another dimension within mm -hmm. that system already. Because it's 
a bit challenging if you have an owner or something that creates a waterfall method or a critical path method and you come in and if you just use tech then you can just visual that the plan you have set up is going to fail <laughs> you can do that yeah. so i would most definitely always use tech not substitute it with anything so wow. um, yeah. That sounds very good. But is it only contractors who can use it or it is possible to use it also for a owner and for a designer, for example? Yeah, yeah it's uh, most definitely. But uh, I think in our projects, it's the main part is that the general contractors that are building the capability of logistics in our production is the general contractor. Therefore, mm -hmm. the, that capability should lay on them. So yeah. everybody else should also learn and understand tech, how they can facilitate and work yeah. into that tech. But the capability should lay on the general contractors, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking in the design process, let's say about how you model something. Could you have some trains like for this? What would you wish to accomplish with that? Because I yeah. would then in the design, I would rather try to use an agile process within this because there's not one direction it's not mm -hmm. one solution because uh, you don't want that stability because you have to adapt to change so i wouldn't use tact in design i wouldn't do that but what do i know <laughs> maybe i'm wrong <laughs> yeah maybe somebody yeah. is using it with success yeah, yeah. well thank you very much sindre it was really a blast to talk to you again and i'm really looking forward to our next talk thanks to you pastor you're a visionary you're a most needed person in our industry so thank you for your content and your enthusiasm thank you man it means a lot